Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Zara Windy, the podcast third season. And I'm really, really happy to be on this call with Alok Apaderai calling from Arizona. <laughs> and so Alok is the founder and CEO of Uplift Millions, a global coaching company for impact-driven service-based entrepreneurs who want to change the world. We're going to go deeper into what this really means, but all I can say is that I've been following Alec on uh, on Facebook and each time I see his posts, I have a surge of energy, positive energy, and I felt like, wow, I, I want to really share this with my audience because we all can use uh, some of that, whether we're an entrepreneur or not. And so I really appreciate Alex's vibe, and really it is very uplifting. So wherever you are in the world, I hope you, you'll benefit from this conversation. Alex, thank you so much for being with me today. It's, it's an honor to be here. I really would love for you to share a little bit of your, of course, your business now as a coach, but especially your journey on how you were able to, to get to this place. Uh, I know a lot of people um, tend to just see the, the, the success, right? At the very end, they don't realize. I always think of that image of the, the iceberg, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that meme totally. and people focus on that and maybe they're like, oh, I want to get there now. And maybe they're just getting started. And they don't realize that it's been a lifetime in the making. So, um, oh my we can gosh. start with that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we, we in, in our world, we call it a 20-year overnight success. Yes. Right? You know, and you'll see all these people posting about it. And they're like, oh my gosh, look how amazing things are. And they don't actually tell the journey, right? And um, I'm the opposite. I lead with the journey, all the fall downs, the bumps, the bruises. Right. The, That's so relatable. Know. That's why it's so inspiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh exactly. my God. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, there are easier paths than this one. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. Yeah. You know, uh, at Uplift Millions, we, we are a coaching company for, you know, the folks that want to touch lives. They want to make a difference. And, you know, they haven't quite cracked the code on being able to earn the cash flow that can really finance what their biggest vision for what they want to do during their lifetime. Right. Um, you know, people talk a lot about making an impact. I want to make an impact. I want to touch lives. And I'm like, um, you know, like, awesome. <laughs> you know, like we got to get our heads screwed out right here that like that big vision of yours needs some, you know, money, energy to flow through it. So, so yeah, we do a lot of work around that, but I, I guess the journey to get there, uh, you know, I've built four impact driven companies in my 20 year career. One was in sustainable fashion. One was in global media for women. One was in clean energy and converting that into electricity and fuel. Um, but in 2016, I lost everything. And um, it was one of those moments in life. I was a halftime single dad and I had my little boy and we shared a one room studio. I had no car. I barely could keep a roof over our heads. And, uh, you know, I really felt the edge, right? The edge of, oh my gosh, like not only am I going to have to possibly give up on my dreams, but and, you know, go get a job or whatever. Um, but like, <laughs> will I be able to be a provider? Will I be able to provide for that little boy who, you know, was relying on his daddy? And that was really the turning point moment. Um, because up until then, you know, as an entrepreneur, I could kind of wing it, right? Like I could go for these big ideas to change the world. And if it didn't really work out, well, I could sleep on someone's couch. Um, but right. in that moment, that was no longer an option. So, 
Parent parenthood changes a lot. Changes. The game. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me let me backtrack a little bit. Alec, you've always been an entrepreneur. When did you start and and say I want to be my own boss? When when did that happen to you? Yeah, you know, I started in mission driven business actually at age eleven, and I oh. started going. <laughs> the yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I, I started going door to door in rural upstate New York selling water purifiers with my late Uncle Jim, who taught oh, me everything that I knew okay, about, okay. you know, how to be able to earn a great living by also making other people's lives better. I didn't know that's what was going on back then. Right, I just right, wanted to earn right, a couple right. extra bucks. Um, but yeah, that was those were the early days. So you had a, a mentor in of sort, a business mentor early, early on. I think that makes a difference probably like a big difference like mentorship comes up a lot right in terms of yeah you know he really, told me really the successful. most important things that i i ever learned about impact driven business which was sell things that make other people's lives better mm-hmm. and sell to clients you love so that you never feel you're working a day in your life well and and that you learned with the water purifiers <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. I remember, I'll never forget it to this day. Like, I was just like, wow, like you get to earn a great living by making other people's lives better. Is that, is that what you mean by the impact driven? Can you, can you talk more about what that means to you? Yeah. Impact driven. You know, I think that comes in a lot of different forms that our, our, our community, our family of clients that are people who typically want to use their mind, their knowledge to be able to make a change in somebody else's life, right? So whether that's uh, by improving somebody's health or helping them grow a business or helping them fix their relationships, right? Like, so our people tend to make an impact by wanting to see others be able to make a transformation in their lives so that the rest of their lives can be better, right? Um, I think mission-driven business can come in a lot of forms. I think there are people that sell products that are phenomenal. Um, that do that. But in our particular case, we're really focused on knowledge-based entrepreneurs who want to monetize their calling. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And so let's go back to that moment uh, in 2016. Like, I feel like a lot of uh, successful entrepreneurs have that moment, that crucial moment where you're like, okay, this isn't, this isn't working and something has got to change. So what was that first step that, that you took that was like, okay, this is the beginning of the rest of my life? You know, I would say the the first step was really surrendering, surrender. Like I had to just, oh my gosh, the ego, the pride, you know, all of that just got pummeled, right? Because there I was, I had been this rising star in the social impact business space. I had given a TEDx talk, you know, gotten all these public accolades and all of that, Zara. And you know what? in that moment when I had lost everything and the wheels fell off and, and, and I, it was really that kind of coming to God moment where I was like, what, like, what am I not doing? You know, it's like, it's like, God, don't you see, like, I'm putting everything on the line for the last 15, 20 years. I work hard. I'm dedicated. I've got a big mission, big, big mission and vision. I'm leading from my heart. Oh, I was like, like, I'm on my knees. Like what, you know? So I think it was really surrender. That first step was just surrender. Like, huh, okay. Like, what am, what am I holding on to? Where is my ego getting in the way? And, um, and the process, honestly, if I'm, if I'm really straight up, like I had to make ends meet and I swallowed my pride. I got a customer service job 
inside. A friend of mine helped me out. And she was like, you know what? There's this company I work for and I can get you a job in customer service way below you, quote unquote, way <laughs> below you, right? And I was like, you know what? I, I need to put a roof over my head. I need to pay rent. I'll take it. I'll do whatever. And the company almost didn't want to give me a job. They were like, your disc profile, you know, your personality test is like the CEO. You know, they literally, I had to beg. I had to beg for that job. <laughs> But that was that turning point moment because it was inside and I learned so much. And that's what my friend said, you know, take this job. It's going to open your eyes to so much. It's actually your perfect client for this company, you know. Um, but it was that surrender piece. Uh, and I just stripped myself away. I stripped, it was like stripping naked. And I just came back and I said, what do I, what do I know better than 95% of the people around me? And I said, well, it's sales. And so I just said, you know, what? let me start over. And uh, I'll just use that skill to help other people with a good heart and good mission vision. And, and we'll see where we go from there. Well, that's a really good skill to have. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one skill you want to have, it might be that one. I thank but, my um, late Uncle Jim, right? From age 11, <laughs> he kind of started Uncle teaching Jim. me that. And so I said, yeah. well, you know what? I started like noticing, you know what I saw, Zara? I saw, I noticed that so many people who live with and want to make an impact right they didn't know how to go out and get a customer and sell. <laughs> that's what i'm saying sales is a big part of it yeah yeah there's a lot of resistance even even me uh, i i've had a lot of resistance with the sales portion of my work it's like oh <laughs> people are sensitive to that of course um your client even if they see an amazing product but they feel your resistance to the sales process that's that's kind of a turn off <laughs> yeah you know sales has such a an icky name right like yes. nobody wants to be like that used car salesman yes. <laughs> Right. Like nobody wants to feel like pushy and aggressive and manipulative and use all the slimy tactics. You know, what I say to people is sales gets to get be fun. Right, right. right. You know, when when you learn soul aligned selling, like it gets to just be fun. Doesn't have to be sleazy. <laughs> Doesn't have to be sleazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be service, it can be sexy, it can be fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It can be all those things. Yeah. <laughs> But I really love what you were saying. Like, it seems like that that missing component you're talking about is the spirit component. Yeah. And so I'm a holistic a coach where we work with the mind, the body and the spirit. And oftentimes that's the missing component. And so people are like, I'm doing everything right. I'm working so hard. I follow all the books. I've done all the courses. And then there's something missing. And that's that's. And part of spirit is that surrender and that humility that you're actually talking about is, is humility. So, so I love that you, you bring this out. And I do see that in, in some of your shares, like once in a while it comes out, do you have a spiritual practice? You know, you, know, you talked about God and a lot of, you know, there's also that resistance, there's a resistance to sales, there's a resistance sometimes to that, that word um, that you're using. So can you tell us about your practice? I, I've been spiritual since I was really young. I remember... I was in India and I don't know, maybe I was three, four years old. My dad's from India and my hand got slammed by accident in a car door Ooh. and I was wearing a plastic ring, you know, like you get out of a gumball machine that, but it had like an Indian deity on it. And essentially the ring got shattered, but my hand was fine. And so, you know, I've had a direct um, connection wow. with the divine, you know, for as long as I can remember. And it, 
you know, my mom came from Christianity, my dad came from Hinduism, and it was always kind of this confusing journey. But about age 13, I sort of just realized, you know what, like, I have a direct connection to the divine. Uh, I believe everybody has a direct connection to the divine. And at I 13. Did that. Yeah, at 13, because I was so confused. It wasn't like I, it wasn't like some um, sophisticated way of thinking spiritually. It was more like, honestly, I was like, I don't get like these Christians and these Hindus, like everybody thinks they're right. And I'm kind of, my, my genetic code is both of these traditions. Yeah, yeah. How do I make sense of all of it? And all I came to was, you know what? I don't really know what is right or wrong based on all these people's opinions. And I sort of just started talking to God and was like, well, I know you exist. I don't really know everything about it, you know? And I just simplified. I was like, well, I don't need anybody else to agree with me. I just like started channeling a, a direct relationship to God. And I believe that's accessible to everybody. And I don't believe I'm special or anything like that in that regard. And so it weaves now into my business. Like, so yeah. when people are in any of my programs, like I talk about flow and universal wisdom and my, I, I, I don't, I don't say anybody has to believe what I believe. It's more, you know, look, if they're paying me a bucket of money, I'm going to tell them what worked for me, right. you know, and it wasn't just marketing strategies and sales, right? Um, it really was tapping into that inner wisdom, that inner guidance, right? And moving from a place of, spiritual alignment that then connects to your mission and purpose right and once you have that alignment all the business stuff can can really start working can you describe your what your spiritual if you have a spiritual practice what is it like so um you know i i have a direct conversation with god in the morning when i wake up okay and so like a morning ritual to start the it day. is there's okay. morning rituals that are literally and and i want everybody to hear this it's not fancy. Okay. Sure, sure. Like, doesn't have I, I to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want the listeners to think, oh, he goes and sits on a pillow. I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but it's not like that. It is really yeah. more of this kind of like when I open my eyes, I move into a gratitude practice, right? So deep, deep, deep. So gratitude. you're still in bed before you, you get out of bed. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Same thing at night, right before I go to sleep reconnect to the divine, move yeah. back into my gratitude practice, right? And and um, and so there's that piece. And then there's the channeling that I do when I'm beginning to think about what's the next phase of our work. And uh, and then there's just, you know, a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of spiritual development. Um, I've, you know, I've done plant medicines and lots of other things to really just be tapping in at a soul level. Mm. Uh, if you had a piece of advice to give to somebody who who like you maybe built a successful career over time and then found themselves in a really difficult situation, which is, has been the case a lot, you know, with the pandemic. And I'm going to say even more so maybe in the Philippines where um, we've been really hard hit with, uh, with the lockdown, very uh, strict restrictions. So if you had a piece of advice, what would you tell these people? You know, when things are going well, it's easy to have certain philosophies like, we live in a friendly, not a hostile world, right? Or everything's working for us, not against us, right? Mm -hmm. That's easy to believe as a philosophy when life's going great. Right. It's way harder to continue to hold those philosophies when life gets difficult, right? So yeah. my pandemic moment was 2016, right? Oh. It was like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, you know, and the crumbling my, we uh, crumble yeah. i mean everything around me was falling apart 
Uh, I, it seemed like I had no options. I had lost everything. I had no money. All my credit cards were maxed out just to pay rent and, and keep right. Like that, that moment was scary and all the things, and it's very easy to move into victim energy to your circumstance. And then you see people giving away all of their power, right? And thinking that nothing's possible and losing hope. And what I would say is, because people will say, well, look, it's easy, you know, you're going through the pandemic and you've built a seven figure company. And of course it's easy for you to say all these things. And I said, no, you know, five years ago, I had nothing. I mean, there was no options. I was taking the bus, you know, to try to go see a movie. And that's what I called a vacation. Like there. So I, I, I do hold that even in the most complicated circumstances, you know, because here's what I, I don't tell people often is that when I lost everything, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you know, and I didn't know it. Yeah, the thing the is, I didn't know it in the time. And if you had told me that I would ever be on a podcast with you and tell you that losing <laughs> everything was the best thing that ever happened to me, I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. What do you mean? Don't you see what's happening? I'm losing everything. Everything's falling apart. Like, and, and now I look back and realize that what I learned and the changes that I made in that time period when I had nothing was the most important changes that I could have made to actually not only unlock sure building a successful company and all those things, but actually making more impact than I ever would have made before. So I just would say to people, and I know it sounds like a cliche, like, oh my God, sometimes (laughs) I want to like a little bit just hearing my own self because it sounds like a cliche don't lose the philosophies that you might have had when everything was great Mm. right don't lose those philosophies just because things got harder right don't lose the philosophy that life is working for you in this very moment how can you see what might be working for you how can you see how life might be working in a way that you know because the universe is working for us even when it doesn't look like it is when we don't realize it yeah those are the moments where it's the easiest to say for example if you have a spiritual practice god doesn't care about me right and i'm like no god's working something out on your behalf like are you continuing to stand in your power and stand in your creative imagination and get in you use your ingenuity and your ability to be a powerful creator despite the what you're seeing going on right because people will say the line like everybody got screwed during the pandemic and it's like no that's not true actually i've seen a lot of people get really creative i've seen a lot of people you know evolve and change and learn and shift and develop and grow yeah right so i really thank you that's that's so meaningful because i feel like since the the nature of business is is evolving so much there's a big part of having to let go to tap into that creativity right and and people are afraid of letting go so they're not creating that space for their creative energies (laughs) i'm just kind of paraphrasing Um, Yeah, I mean, everybody's a powerful creator. You were born a powerful creator. You were born endowed with a mind that can continue to think and evolve and grow and problem solve and change and develop and 
right? Like the moment that you say I'm getting screwed by everything around me is the moment that you've let go of all of your power, right? And you're telling the universe, I'm no longer a creative being. It's not true. Also also when, when, like you were saying, when things are, are in the growth and expansion period, we tend to either get our ego inflated, like, oh, I'm so awesome. Or we get to kind of rely on on old paradigms and not not be as creative right because we don't have that need for for invention and innovation so so in a sense crises are are great opportunities for reinvention and it has a lot to do with um with our our attitude and that's why i feel like that that connection to the divine that you're talking about is so 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 important because it, it can make or break your, your experience of the crisis, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the whole line of, you know, the attitude of gratitude, right? Like, even when things were not good for me, like, I knew I still had my mind. I knew I still had the ability to think my way into a better situation, right? I could have either been a victim to the circumstances. And believe me, I had friends that were like, you know, you're getting totally screwed by all these people and stuff like that. And the evidence was there. But if I had stayed stuck in that, I never, because once I took personal responsibility, right? And I was like, okay, I've made certain decisions that put me into this circumstance. Okay, that means I'm a powerful decision maker. I can make certain decisions that will move me out of that circumstance. I agree because when we, the energy that we expend in blaming other people, it's a huge amount of energy actually. (laughs) And we can be using that in another more creative uh, manner. So so that's- uh, Oh my God, you just nailed it. Blame like when I was blaming other people for why my life was the way that it is, guess what? My ego felt good, right? You feel self-righteous, but you didn't change your situation all, yeah. right? Yeah. You just could sit there and wallow in your Actually, own. Actually, you stuff. maintain that situation. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it gets worse. <laughs> it's worse, right? Yeah, my circumstances and- only get worse and worse and worse. Because you, yeah, when you focus on on what's not working, right? Um, and I see so many people blaming and complaining, and re- if only they realize what kind of power they're expending and what, how they're giving it away in that manner. Yeah. yeah, because what they don't realize is that that energy is a negative vibration. It's a negative frequency. And I used to like not believe in any of that. But I mean, yeah. just think about it. Even if you don't believe in the woo-woo stuff, I mean, just yeah. think about it. Like, someone who's complaining and negative and blaming people. I mean, do you think like they're attracting good opportunities towards them? No, like they're not, right? It's like they're actually repelling anything good coming their way by being so negative. Well, there would, I I mean, I agree with you. I'm I'm just thinking there's that argument of like some some people who are not nice people like get very successful as well but then I also feel like that's that that I we only see part of of that success right like we don't see what's going on with their inner demons we don't see like how sustainable it is you know I hear what you're saying I hear that argument a lot right which is like 
oh, yeah. you know, well, those those bad people are super successful and get the big fancy houses and the fancy right, right. cars and all of that, right? Right. And what what that that really comes out of people having a misdirected focus and believing in lack, like right oh, you know, it's, it's only those people that are getting all of those things, you know, there's not enough for me. And actually what I share with people, especially when we're doing money mindset work mm -hmm. and, and abundance work is like, there's no lack, there's no right. scarcity, there's no shortage, mm -hmm. right? It's you get to focus on exactly what you want to be the creator of in your life, rather than moving your attention and your focus over to those people that are doing certain things. Yeah, yeah. That scarcity mentality that still weighs weighs a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that used to be me, right? I used yeah. to be there. Right. Judgmental, negative, yeah. thinking money made people evil and greedy and bad and all the things. And yeah. Wow. There's so much, uh, so much growth and so much, uh, so many layers of the onion. So I, I feel like you had that instead of the, the gradual shedding of the layers, you had that intense <laughs> experience that, that maybe propelled it, made it faster. Because five years is, is not a, a very long time to build a successful business uh, that you've built now. Can you tell us a little bit about your business now and, and uh, who's it for and maybe invite uh, some people who might be interested? Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, at Uplift Millions, we're really looking for people that have a big mission and vision, right? Who know that there's a calling inside of them that want, they want to be of service. They want to be part of making the world head in a better direction. Um, they know that they were built for more uh, and they, you know, they probably want to be some sort of service-based entrepreneur, right? Either a coach, a consultant, a service provider, um, and, you know, we have two different levels. We've got a level one that is for people that are sort of in that zero to six figures a year, right? So they're in that early stage. They're working on getting the core foundations in place. I, I joke with people, you know, it's really the foundations that can change how you earn for the rest of your life so you can make an impact. Uh, and then level two is for those people who already are at six figures in their coaching or their consulting or service-based business. And they are looking to no longer be a, a solopreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Who's wearing every hat in their company, you know, doing five different jobs in the company and basically have a glorified job, right? Um, they can't really take vacations, you know, they have to work all the time and they really want to evolve into being CEO of an impact-driven coaching or consulting or service company, right? Um, and they want to have a team, um, and so that's really that that second level who wants to go from six figures to seven figures. So anyway, yeah, for anyone out there who is, if that sounds like a good calling and you want to be in a community of people who are thinking that way and, you know, putting up, being courageous and bold, right? It's, it's not for the faint of heart. There's no magic potion or silver bullet. Um, we do know the steps to get there, but, um, you know, if that sounds like you and, and you want to be part of Uplift Millions and, and, you know, happy to communicate further. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram or wherever. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, Alec, you also have a couple, uh, you have a Facebook group, I think that's uh, free for people to join. What's, what's yeah, uh, it's actually the best place. Yeah. I'd say the best place we're actually migrating because we've actually launched 
a standalone Uplift Millions app. Yeah, so we, we, we've got, uh, it's we, we now our community's over. Uh, and don't worry, I haven't announced it publicly, so you're kind of one of the people. <laughs> so, um, but it's it's we.upliftmillions.com. And that'll take people right to the Uplift Millions network, or they can look on the uh, iPhone or Android app stores and just search okay. for Uplift Millions, and they can just find the app, download it. There's like 150 free trainings uh, across strategy, wow. marketing, sales, leadership, like whatever you might want. Totally so that would be free. the best way to like get started with you. Only best way. Just come in, uh, come right. into the app, go download the app and literally just start going through those trainings. Like nice, nice. anybody who's just looking for a jumpstart, they're, they're not fluff. They're not BS. They're just the value packed trainings that are in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so how much is it for the app? It's free. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, right now we haven't started charging for it, so Amazing. this is this is the moment to go and just download that app and um, and just literally you can write. You know, uh, we have some questions because we do want to make sure that the quality of people in there. So it's um, but yeah, as soon as you're accepted in, um, it's all free right now, uh, and they can just start taking going through all of those 150 free trainings. Amazing! So amazing. Our gift to everybody out there who wants to kind of get a leg up, whether you're already started in yeah. your coaching consulting business or um, you're just getting rolling, like right, go, right. go dive in. Awesome. So I'll just include that uh, in, in the notes so people can, uh, can check that out. All right, Alec, thank you so much for your time oh, and, an um, pleasure. <laughs> and for your energy, your, your uplifting vibration. I think that the name of your company is so <laughs> perfect, perfect for you. <laughs> and I really uh, wish that you continue uplifting of millions. And thanks yeah, so much yeah. for having me. It's been such a joy. Your energy is infectious also, and it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you, Alec. I'll see you online. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.